Good evening, class. My name is Dorian Lewis, and I will be your moderator for this evening's lecture. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school, not a church, and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as the result of a divine vision and revelation given unto our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We were incorporated, excuse me, uh, we hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The president is Dr. Edward Ewell, and the vice president is Dr. Ron Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit as they are contained in the original Hebrew texts. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted with Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted with God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew, Greek, nor Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus, and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true name of our heavenly father and his son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We've drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. 
This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being, that is, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in the physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. Therefore, the simple yet intelligent question we should all ask ourselves is what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of the most holy place, the holy place, and the court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to, according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and time and ages, excuse me. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained that there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak truth. At this time, we will have a prayer given by Dr. Paula Brown from our Saginaw branch, followed by scripture reading which will be Psalms, the 34th chapter, read by Dr. Warren Lewis. Good evening to the class. Good evening. 
let us all buy our hearts and mind to give reverence and thankfulness to Yahweh Elohim through Yahshua for giving us another opportunity to learn of him as he really is and actually exists. And to always pray, always to keep the integrity of this gospel, to speak the truth and to love one another and to keep us strong and in the faith. With all this, I like to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Brown. Hallelujah. I'd like to say good evening to the class. And I'll be reading out of the King James Version, substituting the true names where appropriate. That's Psalms, the 34th chapter. A Psalm of David, when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. I will bless Yahweh at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in Yahweh. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify Yahweh with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought Yahweh and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and Yahweh heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of Yahweh encampeth round about them that fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see Yahweh is good. Excuse me. Oh, taste and see that Yahweh is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear Yahweh, you sons, you, excuse me, ye his sons. For there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek Yahweh shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of Yahweh. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of Yahweh are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of Yahweh is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and Yahweh heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Yahweh is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but Yahweh delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. Yahweh redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. That was Psalms, the 34th division. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Paula Brown and Dr. Lauren Lewis for the prayer and scripture. And we again welcome everyone to today's lecture and we thank you all for joining us. We thank you, Ashley, for giving us another opportunity 
that we might come together and learn of him. And for our first speaker, it is a pleasure to call on from the Southfield class, Dr. Pedro Dominguez. Hello. Hi, Pedro. I like to I like to thank uh, Yasho for giving me this opportunity. It's a pleasure and privilege to speak on Yahweh. We go by the true name, which is uh, Yahweh, a Hebrew transliteration, transliterated from Hebrew. Uh, Yah is the masculine portion. Way is the feminine portion. And we also go by Elohim as title. He's self-divine appointed. He self-appointed that title to himself. It's not. It's not a. It's not a. Um, well, the word. The word or son. It's self-appointed. It defines as the word or son and almighty. You know, we go by Yahshua, Yahweh is salvation, Hebrew transliteration, Yahweh is salvation. Mm -hmm. He saves because he's 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 a saving L. It was read in the Psalms today. Mm -hmm. YHWH is a trans trans tetragram. Tetragrammaton. Elham is a, a superincorporeal being. It means you only see him with your eye, with visions and revealed in revelations. Can't be touched. Can't, he broke himself down from his pure spirit form. Yahweh is his pure spirit form. We can't understand him. He's inscrutable and he's incomprehensible in his pure spirit form. He broke himself down. He, he, he had to crucify himself right there when he broke himself down into Elohim. He died, he died a death, breaking himself down from his pure spirit form into Elohim. And it's only seen in visions and understood in revelations. Right. The word or son, he's an expression of himself, that's why they say the word. And he's the first begotten son as Elohim. And then he broke himself down and went into the manifestation of physical, further broke himself down so that man could uh, understand him in the physical as Yahshua, the savior of the world. Can I get, uh, can I get uh, where, where it says, uh, 
Romans one nineteen and twenty. Okay. It's Romans one Romans and nineteen. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them, for Yahweh has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and supernal nature, so that they are without excuse. And keep going. No, that's good. The water testifies. It's a test of blood, water, spirit pattern in the tabernacle. But the waters that uh, testifies that he's threefold. That, that uh, he's this. His uh, his his pattern is threefold. He has a pattern he gave to Moses to build the tabernacle. He also told Manoah to build the ark and he told Solomon to build the temple, but that was just three things he told him to build. Other than that, they, they, they're not supposed to be. No, there's no J in a Hebrew language or Latin language. So it couldn't have been Jesus. And the Lord and God are titles, they're not named. So we believe that he, he we go, we go by how he told Moses in the beginning of the burning bush that he gave his name to Moses. Mm -hmm. Did I get uh, three three and sixteen Exodus three and sixteen? Okay. Exodus three, <clears throat> excuse me, and sixteen. Sorry about that. Exodus 3 and 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, Yahweh Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, of Isaac and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Prezizites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Did I get the holy name, the holy name version? Uh, same scripture? Yeah, well, 315, put in 315, 3 and 15, 3 and 13. 3, Exodus 3 and 13? Yeah. Okay, Exodus 3, and I'll start at the 13th verse. Exodus 3 and 13. And every, <clears throat> excuse me, and every firstling of an ass, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong one. Exodus 3 and 13. All right, Exodus 3 and 13. And Moses said unto Elohim, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, shall say unto them, The Elohim of your fathers have sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And Elohim said unto Moses, I will be, excuse me, Aya, Asher, Aya. And he said, Thus shalt I say unto the children of Israel, I will be, have sent me unto you. That's the wrong transliteration. Sorry, I will, I, 
in the King James, it says I am, but in the, in the holy name, it says I will be what I will to be. And that's Ayer, Asher, Ayah. Mm -hmm. Continue where he says, El, and, it's, and Elham said moreover unto Moses. And Elohim said moreover unto Moses, thus shalt I say unto the children of Israel, Yahweh thy Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Thank you. I'm going to yield the floor. Hope someone gets something out of what I said. And, uh, I'll praise God to Yahshua who knows the name and true name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Dominguez. We really enjoyed that testimony. And for the, our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on Dr. Maurice Cahey. Uh, Maurice may be at work or he may be un unable to unmute, but we'll give him a few more seconds. Um, all right. We'll uh, move on. Uh, hopefully get to Dr. Kehi later on. And for our next speaker, uh, okay. And for our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on Dr. George Light. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> well, it's always a pleasure to have something to say about our Savior, Yasha Messiah, and what he has taught us and shown us. I know recently with the meetings in Dallas that it was a fabulous, fabulous um, symposium, I guess they called it. The, uh, can I just get, sorry, 1 Thessalonians 5.21. Please and thank you. Mm -hmm. That's 1 <clears throat> Thessalonians 5 and 21. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. I think that's where we're at in this time and this age, or at least that's what Yahshua showed me, is that's where I'm at, <laughs> is to hold fast to that what I know. Because before coming into this school, I knew nothing, absolutely nothing. And I think everybody that has heard this gospel and understood this gospel and had Yasha and Messiah reveal it to them can readily admit that when they came into this school, they knew nothing. And that everything that they have today is what Yasha and Messiah has revealed onto them. Um, can I get John 14, 26? John 14 and 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father shall send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Uh, again, that's the other is it, it's the Holy Spirit that is going to bring things back to remembrance. It's the Holy Spirit that's doing the teaching. It's the Holy Spirit that's doing the revealing. It's the Holy Spirit that's causing you to stay in this school 
and to listen and learn and want to know more about your creator. I believe it's in Revelations where he talks about he'll knock at the door. And if basically if you answer the door if or if you allow him to come in and sup with you, he will teach you about so many things. Because where we started off in this school is Acts 17, 28. If you would, please. Absolutely. That's Acts 17 and 28. For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own prophets have said, for we are also his offspring. That's where we are. <laughs> we live, we move, we have our being within Yahweh. The sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, the universe are all within Yahweh. How can we know anything about that? How are we to understand anything about that if it's not shown or given on to us? Uh, Could I, I get John or Matthew eleven twenty six? Just start there and read down. Matthew 11 and 26. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Would you like me to step start, start up a little bit? Uh, I don't know. I'm <laughs> not really looking at it. Uh, uh, let, let me just start uh, at 25 and see if that's better. Sure, sure. Absol absolutely. Thank you. Okay. At that, this is Matthews 11 and 25. At that time, Yahshua answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, ruler of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. That's where we're given our credit to, is Yahshua Messiah, and the Holy Spirit being poured out in us is giving us a knowledge and understanding of our Creator. That's the only way you can get it. You can't get it by studying. You can't get it by working up on righteousness. You can't get it any other way except for the way the Creator has told us, and that's through His Son, Yahshua Messiah, putting His Spirit in you. Because Acts 17, 28, what, ha what have we learned since we came into this school? We learned the name is Yahweh. We learned there's no J in any language until some 1,600 years after the death of Messiah. We named the same salvation is in Yahshua. We know that Adam died willingly for his bride right at the very beginning so that we could understand that when Yahshua Messiah came in and died and poured out his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, what we understand is he came into a physical body and died willingly for us so that he could put his spirit in us so he could reveal to us the Father so that we could worship in spirit and in truth. That's it, that's what we learned. We learned that this whole, we learned that from Dr. Kelly, that this was a revelation and that Moses on top of Mount Sinai had a revelation, uh, a vision and a revelation and everything was revealed to him on top of Mount Sinai. And that Genesis, which was is the first book, 
was written as it was revealed to Moses on top of Mount Sinai. That's what we know. What we know is that there was a, a lamb sacrificed in Egypt before they could come out of darkness. We know this how. It's been revealed to us to understand that that was a lamb slain down there with the four points of blood before they could come out of darkness. We're over here with Yash the Messiah, and he dies on a cross with the four points of blood. He's pointed out as a lamb. It dies willingly for us so that he can pour out his spirit in us so that we can understand from, the, from that with Moses that this isn't just happen chance. This is what our creator is revealing to us so that you have a strong foundation. Because remember, hold fast to that what you know. We know Yash the Messiah didn't come in to institute a Christian way of life. Matthew 5, 17 and 18 tells us see, he came in to fulfill the law and the prophets. And he talks about the ordinances that were given to us, that were, <laughs> they were given to the children of Israel back in Egypt, and they couldn't keep them. And he was going to come in and fulfill all the laws so that he could take them out of the way so that he could put a spirit in us so that we could worship our creator in spirit and in truth that's what has been from the purpose from the beginning is so that we can worship yahweh in spirit and in truth that's what it's all about that's what it's learning you can have confidence by looking at the law and the prophets all the way through what he's telling us search the scriptures for then them you think you have eternal life they are they which points to what yasha messiah the eternal spirit the eternal spirit that he has promised that he's going to put in you why because you're righteous no <laughs> because it was the promise he promised that he would he put his spirit in us so we might come to the knowledge and understanding of our creator the other thing that we've been talked of, told or come to understand is the tabernacle pattern, which is a pattern of everything in the creation. It, it's the it's the atom. Uh, I'm going to get them all mixed up here. Neutron, proton, electron. You got the cell, which is a nucleus. A nucleolus, a cell body. You got three primary colors. You got your stoplights out here, which are red, green, and yellow. Uh, Everything in the creation operates by that pattern so that you know that Yahweh, who is pure spirit, and then you have Elohim, which appeared to Moses on top of Mount Sinai as a visionary shape and form, and then you have Yahshua, who comes into a physical body, showing these three are one. It's not a trinity. Listen, he has given us proof beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is the truth. And he has put it in your heart and in your mind to understand that and to believe that beyond the shadow of a doubt. Now, when it talks about the faith of Abraham, that's the faith you have these today because Yahshua has shown you everything that he has shown you. So that, uh, can I get Hebrews 11? One? I think I want. You can hear, still hear me, correct? <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yeah. we can still hear. Okay, you. thank you. Yes, Hebrews you. 11 and 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
And, and, and that's what we have. We have so much evidence and so many witnesses that it is beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is the truth. But I also want everybody to understand another thing. You're not here of your own will and accord. You can't, you, listen, the number of people in this school, the number of times this lecture has gone out, the number of times that somebody has talked to somebody else about the name of Yahweh, and yet people don't accept that name of Yahweh. They don't accept that Yahshua fulfilled. They don't accept the tabernacle pattern. They don't accept these things. As simple as a name is, you can get into the breathing of the name, the way, the breathing in and out of the Yah and the way. You can, you can tell them about the trees and all the wives. You can tell them about the rivers, the veins, Thursday night chart, green chart. Telling them about the operation of the physical body from beginning to end. The birth of a child, blood, water, spirit, 40. All of these things, you can talk to these people out here in the world and they're not going to hear it. They just don't hear it. But Yahshua the Messiah has come and has taken us out of the world, brought us in, sat us down, and caused us to hear, caused us to accept, caused us to understand. How did he do all that? He did it by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's why we're here. That's why you're here. That's why you're still here, is because Yahshua has caused us to sit and understand accept the witnesses that have been given to us, have faith in the operation of Yahweh, have faith in his purpose, pattern, and plan. And that is so that we can have salvation and that we can go on into eternity, praising our, our creator as he really is and actually exists. And that's why we're here. And I enjoyed very much the Dallas. I enjoyed very much every class I listen to, every class I see. Because it, 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 one more observation out of the Dallas, I looked as they were painting the audience, you would see members that have been there 40 years, 50 years, 30 years, 20 years, 10 years. The, the person that who was there 50 years was sitting there as intent as possible, listening to this speaker. Why? Because we all know from Dr. Kenley transcripts and listening is that Yahshua is the teacher. When they're sitting there listening, they're listening intently to Yahshua the Messiah. Why? Because Yahshua the Messiah, you don't know when he's going to reveal something to you or through who he's going to reveal it to. So pay attention, listen. Like Dr. Kenley said, when you're in class, be here, listen. And what I saw was that those vessels that had been here a long time still were sitting there intently listening for that revelation. And I think the very last speaker there was uh, Rick Triverson. And he said, as Sir, so did the, one of the first speakers that same day, I'm not going to remember her name out of Oceanside class, said they heard a voice from heaven. That's what's keeping us here is that voice, Yashin Messiah, causing us to be able to discern what is the truth, to be able to accept the name Yashin Messiah. All of those things are nothing of your doing. 
it's the Holy Spirit that has caused us all to learn and accept. So are you still there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're here. Okay, sorry. Somebody called my phone, so it messed up. <laughs> so anyways, that's just what was on my mind is that Yahshua Messiah has revealed this, cause us to believe this beyond the shadow of a day, and there ain't nothing in this creation that is can take this from you because he has given us so many witnesses all right. the way through the law and the prophets and the fulfillment that we are beyond a shadow of a doubt know that this is the truth know that we are in the right place and there's nowhere else for us to be except for here waiting for the instantaneous revelation of yashua messiah so that we can go on into onto uh, worshiping our creator in spirit and truth mm. and with that i'd like to say hallelujah and thank you very much hallelujah praise joshua too praise joshua thank you dr <laughs> thank light you. thank you thank you dr light we enjoyed that very much and for our next speaker i'm gonna try this i don't know uh i think they may be unavailable but we are going to see if uh, Dr. Maud Samjuri Ruin from Queensland, Australia has anything to say. Give him a second. Like I said, I think he may. I know he's working a lot. And then they're on the, what is it, 12 hour time difference, Maud? So. Give him a few more seconds. He probably can't speak. All right. Well, we will move on. Glad to have you here, Martha. And uh, for our next speaker, let's see. It is a pleasure to call on from our Detroit class, Dr. Janine Whitfield. You would do that. <laughs> you know, I, I was I was going to give you a pass, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that Nomad is uh, they're, they're 14 hours uh, ahead oh, 14. of us in the in Australia. Right. And I was kind of hoping that I could hear from him. But anyway, it's fine. It's good. I'm glad to be here always. And I too had an opportunity to attend the Oh, there is apologies at work at the moment. Right. <laughs> I just read that for everybody. I hope y'all don't mind. That was the note from my anyway. Thank you. Um, anyway, uh, so yes, I also had an opportunity to attend the Dallas um, symposium that was hosted by Felicia uh, Smith. I think that's her last name. And I just think it's interesting, and I, I'm gonna maybe speak briefly just about that for a second, that um, I was curious about the con this particular symposium. And so I reached out to Dr. Smith and I learned that she had been one of those who had come out of the erroneous doctrine, just in case anybody didn't know. And that she had been out of that erroneous doctrine for the last about five years, I think she said 2016. And um, she gave a testimony 
on the Meridian, or not Meridian, but on the Oceanside class and just talked very passionately about how she thought there was something wrong with her because she couldn't understand how it is that, you know, she couldn't get and, and feel what the other members had felt. And then had a chance to really start to discovering some of the uh, YouTube classes and learning that, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> there might be something wrong with them, but what was, you know, what was holding her back was Yahshua the Messiah. He preserved her and he kept her in such a way that she would be able to make this bold testimony about having sat in that particular uh, doctrine that had been, has been, you know, polluted and that has been, you know, tried to, they've tried to distort. And I want to say it this way because it's like the doctrine is not distorted. It's just people and the way in which they perceive and understand and put it out there that's distorted. Right. So you can't distort the gospel and the doctrine of Yahshua Messiah. That is sure, solid, and sealed. But we recognize and realize and have been warned and have been told that this would happen. And so in a way, it's a, a kind of a wonderful testimony and um, confirmation that what we have been uh, learning all these years is true. But had to hear her talk about how, you know, she was so thankful to hear that and, and to feel the joy that started to, uh, um, I guess, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but just come alive in her when she was hearing some of these Zoom classes. And then she just, you know, she she tried to con continue and continue and her hope and her goal, because I asked her, I said, why did you want to do this? She said, I didn't. She said, I did this because I heard a voice that said, I want to bring my uh, family together. And so her hope was that many of the people that she said she loved and who had been in the erroneous doctrine would come to the symposium. And I don't really know how many people did come, but I do know that it was a beautiful uh, opportunity. It was kept simple, it was kept basic. And yet, as Dr. Will Williams often says, the milk was boiled with the meat because it also fed you know, those who have been in the gospel. In other words, it was a great, comprehensive uh, presentation of this gospel. So I was happy to have been an opportunity or been in attendance to witness that. And I just wanna say that we are um, in the absolute most profound uh, whew, times there are no, the times that we're in right now are unprecedented. If you follow the world news, and if you're looking at the, you know, headlines, you will know that the things that are happening and the layers and the compounding of occurrences is really off the trajectory at this point in time. I recently read that 
over 100,000 people in 2020 died of drug overdose alone. So it was much more than COVID. And the mental health of people is just rampant right now. And it's, I'm experiencing it in my own family. So the, the state of mind, and I'd like someone to please get for me that wisdom and knowledge the state of mind of the man in general in the world that we live in is very unstable. And there's a lot of irrational thinking that is going on and that we're witnessing. We can see that. And those of us who are in the gospel, it's dynamic because we just scratch our head and we can't imagine how people could be so crazy or be so irrational, but that teaches us and shows us how we have been taught and trained and pulled out of the world and exposed to this wonderful gospel and, and how we have, we are standing on a sure foundation. You can read that scripture, that'd be great. That is Isaiah 33 and six. Mm-hmm. And- and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. Now that's a, well, hold on just a sec. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. The stability. See, we want to really break down some of these words that we hear all the time over and over to really understand what they mean. See, we're stable. That's important. I'm not going to have you look up stable, but I just, you know what stable means. To be sure, to be standing solid, you know, to be um, balanced. Those are all things that, uh, or or, um, definitions for stable. Go ahead and read. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. And that's going to be our strength. Mm -hmm our strength of salvation of what's going to save us. It's the strength of our salvation. Now, keep in mind, everybody is saved. What you want to know is what you're saved for. You know, is it eternal damnation or is it eternal glorification? But we're all saved for something now. So the salvation that we are saved for is in the body of Yahshua the Messiah. Now let's get John 1 and 1 because what this scripture talks about is it talks about wisdom and knowledge being the stability. And so what I want to really kind of maybe just point out briefly is how these attributes are speaking. They're speaking. The attributes, they're principles. So go to John 1 in one, this is my go-to all the time. Also, but before you get that, go to John 4 and 24. John 4 and 24. Mm-hmm. Yahweh is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Pause. Yahweh is spirit. We're going to know and understand anything about worshiping our creator. We have to do it in two ways. 
We have to do it in spirit and we have to do it in truth. Now, what is spirit? That's important to know. If we're gonna learn how to worship our creator in spirit and in truth, we must know what spirit is. When we came into this school, this was the absolute first time we had ever been given a definition of what spirit is. Spirit is the source, the substance, the limits, the bounds of all things. Absolutely all means all. And so we come to know that the material things that we see uh, and mostly that we give all of our credence to the material things is spirit materialized. In other words, it all came from this invisible source known as spirit. Again, spirit is the source. That's, that's, <laughs> again, I don't want to spend time on definitions, but it's worth it to look up some of these definitions sometimes. It's the source, and then it's the substance, and then it's the limits. Can't get outside of it. That's why the cloud is drawn all around the edges of the chart. You can't get outside of this source and this substance and this limit and this bound. So it's all contained within our creator, which is, or who is, or that that is spirit. And so what he's telling us, and he's telling us is that if we're going to worship, you're going to worship me, you must do it in spirit that we just learned what it is, and then you must do it in truth. Now, what is truth? That's a really, really good question. We might think that we know what truth is or what is true. And it seems like through deduction, you can determine or understand what truth is. You've got to have a contrast. And in Yahweh's creation, from the very beginning, he provided this division or contrast. Light from day, <coughs> excuse me, good and evil throughout his creation. So truth is the absolute opposite of a lie. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. a good way to start. It's the opposite of a lie. Guess what? Lord God, Jesus Christ lies. Water baptism for Jews or, or for Gentiles lie. Lies. The whole, the world is full of lies. Now, we want to worship our creator in spirit and in truth. We've already learned and got an idea of what spirit is. Now, the truth is what this particular, I don't even know if it's permissible to say, well, yeah, what the school is bringing. 
the truth of who our creator is, starting with his name, right? Starting with what the mission of Yahshua the Messiah actually was, which was fulfillment and not institution. Starting with the fact that there is a guidepost known as a tabernacle pattern that the whole creation is operating by. And so that we are without excuse of knowing our creator as he really is and actually exists. John 1 and 1. That's John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. Which beginning is this? You see, these are the kinds of questions that we have been trained in this gospel to ask. What beginning? I mean, after all, there is a beginning in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning. Is it two beginnings? What are we talking about? So, uh, Felicia, please, uh, doctor, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Okay. Just, just start again, and if someone mm -hmm. can get prop. Proverbs 8 and 22. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read, Felicia. Mm -hmm. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. All things were made by him. Pause. And without him. Oh, Pause. That's okay. In the beginning was the word, the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. Okay, so let's just get a little clarity here. This particular beginning that John is talking about is the beginning, not of the creation, physical. This is the authentic beginning when Yahweh took on. Yahweh took on a shape and a form known as Yahweh Elohim. Let's get Proverbs 8 and 22 because he's going to now expound on this particular beginning. Read. Proverbs, Proverbs 8 and 22. Yahweh possessed me in the beginning of his way. Check it out. Pause, pause. I'm sorry. Because you know what that word possessed is so powerful. Remember Damien or remember the exorcist? She was possessed by the devil, mm. you know, or he was possessed by this negative spirit. So Yahweh Elohim is saying, Yahweh, this is Yahshua the Messiah. This is, see, this is Yahweh Elohim saying, Yahweh possessed me. Read the definition, please. This is one definition I have to get. We've got to read the definition of possessed. And if you don't have it, I could probably pull it up on my phone. I'm getting it right now. Possess. Oh, mm -hmm. Read, or I think we want to look at possess, not the, uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, the one that is with the S. <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, to have and hold as property, own, to have as an attribute, knowledge, or skill. To seize and take control of. 
taken to one's possession. Pause. Mm -hmm. To seize and take control of. Now he's saying in Proverbs, Yahweh possessed me in the beginning of his way. So what that tells us or should tell us is that everything that I'm going to be and do is from the dictates of my father, that's Yahweh. Yahweh possessed me in the beginning. Read in Proverbs. Yahweh possessed me in the beginning of his way. Before yes. his works of old, mm. I was set up from everlasting. From the beginning or ever the earth was. When there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandments, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight. Pause, pause, that's good. So now we understand what that beginning is all about. It doesn't have nothing to do with no physical creation. It was interesting. I was listening to a class and <laughs> I don't know who it was. I can't remember right now. doesn't matter. It was the voice of Yahshua the Messiah. That's what's key. That's what we have to remember. And uh, they were saying that, you know, when we think about the end of the world, we think that Yahweh Elohim is a consuming fire. And we heard that the works and all things therein shall be burned up. And then we think about, I'm talking about myself. Let me pause and just back up and say, I think about that often, or I have thought about that often as, wow, that's physical, a physical cons consummation. But don't you realize that when Yahweh folds this creation, that he's going to also fold fire within that creation. That will also be consumed. So what kind of con consummation or what kind of consuming are we really talking about? You see, because all of the natural elements, whatever it takes to create fire, which I'm not sure I'm not a uh, physicist or whatever, but whatever it takes to create fire, that too will be consumed. So we're not talking about a physical fire. And this is very important for us to understand because um, we have to remember that this age that we're in, which was the theme of the convention or the uh, symposium, do you know what age you're in? So we know that we're in the fourth age, right? And that's a spiritual age. Keep that in mind, a spiritual age. So the things that are happening, that, uh, thank you for that. The things that are, um, that we are coming to understand are all happening within, not without, okay? The children of Israel and their journeys and so forth and so on was a physical experience. 
for the most part, it was physical. And so where we are now after Yahweh poured out, Yahshua the Messiah poured out that Holy Spirit or after the day of Pentecost, what we now understand is that we are living in the spiritual kingdom on earth. We are still in the age where Pentecost took place, right? So knowing that and understanding that the spirit law and the whole idea of the way we experience. See, Yahweh, Yahshua said, a wicked and adulterous nation seeketh after a sign. Ain't no sign going to be given except Jonah in the, in the belly of a fish. I'm paraphrasing. He ain't giving no signs. He could do anything he choose. He could do all of that. But it pleased Yahweh from the foolishness of preaching that we would believe. And that's how we have come to understand and believe and know the things that we know through the foolishness of preaching. And so hearing, hearing is critical. But what the Messiah said is that, you know, they can't hear. They can't hear. They're slumbering all like, I'm sorry, I'm mixing things up now. I'm talking about Isaiah. I'm talking about they're all dumb dogs. I think Peter repeated it. You know, because what he's saying is your hearing is dulled. And what we want to do is ask the Father to remove all the crust, remove all that natural, carnal, physical stuff that has a tendency of surrounding our hearts. Ask him to get that crap out of the way so we can hear him speak because it is going to save your soul in these trying and turbulent times that we're living in. Look, it's scary out here. The latest thing came from my daughter that says Switzerland has just approved the suicide pod, meaning you can die, choose to die without any pain and just go on and check out because the world is getting really, really hard. And it's in our textbook. So what am I saying? I'm saying everything that we have been taught, everything that we have been told that we didn't know when it was going to occur. We didn't know when the time would have come where death would be common. But death is now common. Oh, yeah. When the pandemic first hit, when they were talking and announcing the number of people that had died, it was like, oh, now it's like, oh, and 5,000 died today. It's common. So we can see the way that the world is shifting and that, oh, our creator, the merciful L that he is, has plucked us out the world, out of the world, and said, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you something about me. I didn't have to do it. It's by my grace that I did it. So if you're here and you're on this call and you're listening to what's being said, you are extremely fortunate. 
riches are failing and they don't even have the same meaning, government, education, medicine, and as Dr. Williams will say, all of the natural kingdoms that make up our global society, they're all failing. And what are we going to do? People are wondering, what are we going to do? They're silent in their fears. No one wants to let on to other people that they are afraid and shaking in their boots. But when you have an entity that is actively now, if you know anything about Switzerland, Switzerland is the neutral country in Europe, meaning that they're the deciding factor when there's a gridlock or something between the other countries in Europe. So, and they also consider themselves the seat of intelligence. <laughs> so it's interesting that this suicide pod which looks like some kind of little gadget, some kind of um, thing you put in a computer. Uh, it's interesting that it will be coming out of Switzerland. It's interesting and also, I guess, appropriate according to the world standards, you know, because they think they're the seat of intelligence. So these things that we're seeing, the things that are coming on the earth plane now, and it's intense, it is a warning. And we have a class in our learning live is that for, you know, we try to bring a new person in every third Thursday now, because it's incumbent upon us ministers who are in this gospel to be serious about what it is that we know and we have learned and to share it as mm. much as we can and as best we can. But we ain't trying, like it was said at the symposium, Yahweh is not going to shove this down your throat. Mm -hmm. This is for you. This is, this is your, this is, this is joy for you. This is saving. This is, this is grand. This is everything. And, and, and I just want to say that from the perspective of where I am one who has been ambitious, if you could say, in the world, um, who tried to just like do well and, you know, whatever. I can care less about any of that stuff anymore. Status, even money, y'all, listen, check it out. What is, what good is it, riches today? when there is so much suffering in the world, what kind of person would you be to want to just have all these riches and gloat when you see so much suffer? What fun is that? You know, it's, there's no joy in that. So what is it? What is it that we should be doing? This is a warning call to all of us, a wake-up call, whether people know it or not, we're gonna take the blood off our heads and we're gonna say, look, come to class, let me share this knowledge with you. And when you've done that, the blood is off of you. But it's incumbent upon all of us to do that. I'm gonna get one more scripture and then I'm gonna um, uh, hand over the reins. Um, get John, or I don't think it's John, it's wherever it is in 17, Acts 17 and 24, where uh, right here on this beautiful dispensation, ages and dispensations chart, which is so important. It's Acts 17 and 28, but I want to start at 24. 
Acts 17 and 24. Mm -hmm. Yahweh, I'm sorry, you said it started at 24, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. Yahweh that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is ruler of heaven and earth. Pause. Well, sorry, hon, I'm going to pause you because mm -hmm. I want us to think about the things that are being said. Mm -hmm speaking to myself as well. Think about this, seeing that he is ruler of heaven and earth. Listen, the devil is not out of control. Right. Please know this. He is not out of control. This He is a part of the purpose. How wonderful and beautiful it is for us to know this. People don't know it. Read. Yahweh that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is ruler of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. So let's pause here and just remember. So the, the edifices, the churches, St. Peter's Basilica, there's a beautiful transcript that the founder wrote about that and how he, it, <laughs> you talk about the devil being a copycat, right? So how long do you think it took to build St. Peter's Basilica, which is in, where is it in Rome? Wherever it is. Mm -hmm. It took 120 years, like the building of Noah's Ark. And it's just so beautiful to see how the satanic spirit always trying to be like and but always a step behind because he cannot get past the flesh he can't his place has been cast kicked out of heaven he cannot get past the flesh know that he can his place is found no more so when you cross that sixth step you're in the sanctuary you're in the um most holy place and that's where if you have seen, and if you have recognized, and if Yahshua has truly you know, resurrected you, you can enter into the holy place. Remember in the, or in the most holy place, excuse me. Remember in the holy place, there's no place to sit. So you are never going to be comfortable in the holy place. That is just where we get our light our sustenance and the intercession or the intercession takes place okay so that's very important but we can enter into the most holy place where there is what rest that's that seventh step okay go ahead and read back in acts 25th verse neither is worshiped with man's hands as though he needed anything seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things pause i think there must have been three different times at that symposium that folks demonstrated the breath of life and there were some beautiful demonstrations the way that people did it yahweh gives to gives to man everything so like he and this saying right here in the scriptures as though he needed anything he don't need nothing from you he's the giver and he's giving now we have to check ourselves, people. Our egos are our biggest culprits. Our thoughts get in the way of being able to see that we are a body. Right. And see, I'm going to use myself as an example because I want y'all to know how important this is 
to me in my life. See, I had to ask my father to show me my secret faults mm -hmm. and to help me to understand why I might feel a little bit, you know, or I mean, you know, you want to say little bit just to soften it a little bit, but the truth right. is, you know, I'm, 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 I'm feeling a certain kind of way and it ain't good. And I don't think I like it. That's so good. That's so wonderful. Because now he's able to show you that you got some nooks and cracks crevices and crannies that need to be swept out. Ain't none of that going into the body of Yahshua Messiah or in the kingdom. So we're being cleaned up. Right. And we are made to look at ourselves and examine our own selves. We are made to do that. So as great as I may have thought that I was, as tight and uptight and, you know, you know, justifying yourself, and then he started to show you where your raggedy edges are, and that stuff is just painful. Why do I feel little uh, pangs of jealousy? Why is it that when I see a brother, I'm talking about right here in IDMR, not IDMR prop, because that's really falling flat in the I'm talking about in the gospel. I'm talking about in the knowledge. I'm talking about in these attributes. Why is it that I still have this in kind of inflated ego that makes me question certain things or makes me feel a certain way? Or why is it that? So I want all that cleaned up, Father. Clean it up. I don't like what I'm seeing. You see? So I'm saying that that's what time it is now, y'all. We are looking at ourselves. We are not looking at another. And the fact that the IDMR as an institute has fallen flatter than the fritter is a beautiful thing because it teach, teaches us that we must all stand on our own tubs. We must all be accountable for our own man in us, the inner man in us, and not play these silly games with clicks and all of that stuff. That don't mean nothing. And that's why, partly why he's brought it all down. We got to see that. Go ahead and read. I'm sorry, I'll get carried away. I apologize. Go ahead. It's okay. 26 verse. Mm Hath -hmm. made one blood all yes. the nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth Mm -hmm. And hath determined the times before appointed yes. and the bounds of their habitation. You ain't going no farther or no, no less than what it is that he has appointed for you. You have been predestined. Every move, every step, every breath is dictated by Yahweh our Elohim. As Peter said, he knows the very hairs of your head and he careth for us. That's so beautiful to me. He careth for you. Read. Mm -hmm. 27th verse, that they should seek Yahweh, um, excuse me, that they should seek Yahweh if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Right under your nose, mm -hmm. right there within you, your ignorance. Don't make it Yahweh's ignorance. You just don't know. But he right there. Read. 28 first. For in him we live and move and have our being. Pause. It's in him. Understand that. In him who? In him what? What is it in him? This is the thing, the questions that we should ask. And this goes right back to the scripture that I asked for 
in John 1 and 1 that talks about this body of attributes. Put the Moses chart real quick, and I'm going to end with this. Okay, so what we're, what we're talking about is not a man that we're living in. I say that for myself. Come to the realization that every breath you take, every sound you make is based on principles. See, a dead man without animation can't do nothing. That should tell us that it is the invisible principles that are our guiding light. The invisible principles, we're not sitting off in a man. We are dealing with principles. The nine divine attributes is what took on shape and form, took on shape and form, really, so you could understand that you're made in his likeness and image. But if you're only always focusing on your physical or what's without, then you can never see what's really operating within. See, we've been operating with Yahweh's attributes from since the time he birthed us all, but not in a knowledge and not in a divine way, but in a way that conformed to the world. The world is what raised us. The world is what taught us. And so we're using wisdom, knowledge, love, beauty in a worldly, sensual way only. Now we're learning how to use these beautiful nine divine attributes, and there's more, in a way that is serving and that honors and glorifies our creator. I am done. I'm out of gas. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that let us all be mindful of what we have come into and the very important blessing that the Father has bestowed upon us to even know this. It's a powerful thing to just know this. But how much more powerful it is when we can actually execute it. Okay? And we want to be found doing. We don't ever want to be sitting around talking about what well, the world getting ready in, it's getting ready to close and collapse. You don't know what that's like, what that's going to be like. And in the scriptures, it says to be found doing, serving, mm -hmm. honoring. And wherever you see the truth, know that that's the spirit of Yahshua the Messiah. If it's true, it's the spirit of Yahshua the Messiah. Don't get hung up on the mass you're looking at. And with that, I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Whitfield. We truly enjoyed that. And for our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on. We're going to have a recording of the founder of our school, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley. So give me two seconds while I get this set up. All right, and for our final speaker, we'll have Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley. Thank you, excellent. I don't <coughs> intend to uh, stay up here tonight. I have some other things in mind. 
I'm going to make a few comments, and uh, then I more than likely will leave the book and uh, give you someone else to speak. But my reason for getting up at this time it seems to be the determination of the people that are interested in this group to see to it that I don't skip any more beats on or take any more shortcuts in uh, writing books. Now, if you notice, Dr. Massey uh, put in one of them shortcuts I intended to take. <laughs> and Dr. Dennis has dogged me about it. And so I just had to uh, get up and tell you, you see. Now, that, now that's what I got up here for. All right. No other reason than to tell you uh, about they just won't stand for it. See, now they want whole hog or none. Now, I mean the folks that are interested. And uh, what that is, I had it read to you out of the 19th chapter of Exodus where the first time that Moses went into the mountain, he went into the mountain to communicate. See, God called him up into the mountain, or the Lord called him up into the mountain the first time. Not to get the tables of stone. Not that. See, but to tell him to uh, give him instructions for the children of Israel. See? and to give them three days to clean up and gather up around that mountain. You see. Now that was the first time. You see. And if you notice, we had it read. See, now they won't stand for me to skip it. So I have to go back and put it in right. See. Now, here the four, I skipped so many beats to try to get right into the core of things <coughs> until a lot of things I, I didn't tell you. And we have been telling you right here recently. That's right. See? And right here recently they have been holding my feet to the fire to see to it that I don't miss no beats in writing this in second book. It's a hard job. See? It's hard to explain, you see. Now, I took uh, 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 Dr. Trim's Bible that he has up there to the office. And then right over here in the 17th chapter of Exodus, I'm not the 17th chapter of Exodus, but the 17th chapter, well, let's, let's, let's straighten it out. We just might as well straighten it out. Straighten that out too while we're at it. You see, if you look in the sixth chapter, I believe it is, of Exodus, 
you will find there that uh, Moses, uh, that Yahweh, now you can call him a liar about this if you want to. He lied about everything else according to the ministry. You see, he told Moses uh, that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did not know him by the name of El Shaddai. Uh, by the name of uh, Yahweh, but by the name of El Shaddai. Now, what we have been arguing about, you see, you do not find, now you listen to what I'm saying to you, you don't find written in the text. In the book of Genesis, you don't find Moses' name nowhere about it. You, do you know what I mean by that? I'm not talking about the caption at the top of the page, the first book of Moses, uh, Genesis, called Genesis. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in, in, in the writing. You don't find his name. You get the point? Now, now Yahweh said that they did not know his name back then. So then they couldn't write the book of Genesis and put the word Lord in it because Lord is translated Yahweh. see? You get the point? Yes. Now then if Yahweh appeared all through the book, see, now that ought to give you a clue of who wrote it. See? Now then when you come into the first chapter of Genesis, it pay you to listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Because the things I'm trying to tell you now are the deepest esoteric secrets there are in the world. See? And there is no way for you to know them other than by a revelation of the Holy Spirit. Now, there is no other way. Clearly mm. not. Now, when you start to read in the beginning, you see, in the, in the beginning, in the beginning, now when you start to, when you start to read, now this is the first chapter, the first sentence in your Bible. It said, God, see, created. Now this word, God, here is translated Elohim. God created 
Are you listening now? Are the greater and more perfect tabernacle, if you please. Which the Yahweh or the Lord fears and not the man Moses. <coughs> now, did you get that one? Did you get that one? Now we've got a bunch of junk. You see, all kind of idiosyncrasy. Is that a good word? <laughs> and colossal stupidity, how that? <laughs> uh, by the uh, great master theologian. All right, we got your book piled up every way. Now, I don't know whether I just should take up the time to tell you about this or not. Yes. See? But after we began, to, after we wrote our book and put our book out there, then they come to fiddle fumbling around with these names. See? And I gave Dr. Dennis uh, some of the books that was written by Dr. Uh, by William Blessing. I guess that the word all that that name almost made Dr. Harris crazy. <laughs> you see? Because Dr. Harris had communications with him and tried to get him up here uh, to speak for us way back down the years ago. And the school offered to pay his transportation. He said, I didn't have no business revolution and I got my education just like everybody else. See? And the school offered to pay his transportation here and back. But don't we have letters in that file? He wouldn't come. Now, in some of the books that he has put out, they used to call it this, the house of prayer for all people. Okay? Long time ago, they, they called it that. The house of prayer for all people. See. And William Blessings was the head of it, but they never started to fool him with this until uh, we put this book out. Uh, then he said, the, the book, see, in the magazine is dedicated to Yahshua, uh, Yahweh, uh, and Yahshua the Messiah. See. Now, I could bring the book down here. Now, here's why I brought that up. You see? And here's why I brought that up. You see? Uh, it's on this account. Now, in his book, now Dr. Dennis read more of it than I could. I, 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 just, don't, I just didn't have time to fool with the thing. You see the point? And I just took off the top and went ahead on. Because it, I seen the man was way off. See? Now, this is what he put in it. See, after talking about uh, the creation, and he says that this should be plural, because of this word is plural, he said this should be God's, you see, 
None in just what he did what he did. He went off on a tangent and said the black uh, 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 race, and he named it a whole bunch of them. <laughs> he said, didn't nobody know where they come from. <laughs> <laughs> you see? Now we is that right, Dr. Dennis? All right, now here we come with another idiot. See, now I have to tell you about these things. See, that's as bad as uh, Muhammad saying that the the black man come with the earth. See? And he just ought to have said five million or seven million or a trillion or something. He ought to have said either five or seven. By all means, you ought not to use the six. <laughs> See? Because six is the earthly number. See? And that's that, that's that number 666 we're trying to tell you about. Now he said that the black man come with the earth. Now listen, he said, God, one of our scientists, if you please. Don't you, don't you have the book? Didn't we have you stand up here and read it? See? Sixty trillion, said the black man, come with the earth. Sixty trillion years ago. See? God, one of our scientists, see, brought the black man in with the earth. Sixty trillion years ago. See? Now here we got a God and he don't even know that he created a black man 60 trillion man years ago. Because he claimed that he created everything that was. And everything that wasn't in the earth. You understand? You see what I mean? We say he's the source and the origin of everything. You, do you see what I mean? See how important it is for you to be here? Now, that's the reason why I got up here to tell you about these things. Now look, if the black man come with the earth, God created the black man, and 60 trillion years ago, and he came with the earth. Now you listen to me. And he hadn't done no good. <laughs> He's running around raising cane everywhere. <laughs> see? You see what I'm saying? If he ain't done no good in 60 trillion years, <laughs> he sure won't make it now. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Now, you can't get away from something like that. And we're talking about reparations by the federal government because they owe us money. You see what I'm talking about? Now, anybody that will stop and fool with all these old erroneous doctrines, you see, there's something wrong with them. Now, let me tell you one more thing. Can I tell you just one more thing? Just one more thing. That we certainly did not miss putting in the book. Now, we dress this one up. And this is what we say. Because they didn't understand that this was Moses' vision in the beginning that he had in the mountain. You see, and when he saw that book open and saw his name in it, you understand, and all the human race, see, including his own, you understand, and when the, he came back down here and, uh, and seen, you see, that they had uh, 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 transgressed without, as Dr. Gary said, and they didn't see, see, Moses didn't see the transgression up here. He hadn't read the transgression. Moses didn't see this when he was up there. See, and as I told you, everything. Now, this, this is not, this is, this is, this, this is the first trip. See, I told you that he called him up there and gave him uh, the, the map, I mean, the, the, the instructions, you see. Now, they wouldn't let me skip that. So I had to go back and put that in. So then this is the second trip. See, see, that's that's when he now when he, not seeing this the second trip, going up there with the tables of stone after the tables of stone, see, knowing that Yahweh had to take for the mountain, told himself not make under any engraving images. You understand? And not seeing the transgression, let me tell you something. That boy was warned. See? Can't see in that mountain shake and tremble like that. And then he come back down out of that. That, that, that brother was warm. You hear me? Yeah. And this, the book says Moses was one of the meekest men there was on earth. But now he was really warm. You see? Now I said that to say this. Now I'm really warm. You see? I get warm. And I do mean that I do get warm. And you can see a justifiable reason why when Yahweh is revealed, or uh, Yahshua the Messiah is revealed from heaven. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Now don't you think now. Don't you think he ain't going to be hot? He said, he would be taking what? Amen. Amen. On them that know not God. I don't know. You see? That's right. Every time I look around, I turn around. 
somebody got some kind of old ignorant stuff trash in this class. You see what I'm talking about? Tell me something about something their wife or something their husband did or some you know, some junk about somebody doing something other. Every time I turn, I don't have no peace for it. See? Now setting up here listening to the gospel in this simplicity, in this purity. See? And some of them live as raggedy in our homes as we can possibly live. And I'm just telling you face to face, Yahweh Elon will be warm. And they warm with you about it. But you have the opportunity to hear it. And you don't obey. I'm going to sit down again. No, 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 keep talking. No, no, no. You see what I mean? And with what you see going on in the world, everywhere, all over, since that first book was put out, now listen close to what I'm going to say here. You see? You got everybody that listen. Doesn't that mean now? The highest education, the advanced educational institution yeah. of learning, you got them writing and carrying on. You understand? Right. Now that's an education. Right. It's not just only in this country either. Right. See? You got your political heads all confused. Right. Everywhere. See? And when I, I since I've seen this sign back, it says Granny for Man. <laughs> if you're like Granny or you're the only one, you're still going to have the same problem. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And more. He didn't want to hear that. Now you call that putting in a plug for you when you want to. You see? Now that's your political and that's your educational institution. See? Now your economics. Billions upon top of billions. Spent. See, it's called war material. See, is that like you understand what I'm talking about? And then people black and white. And the Indians too. Red. Throw them in too. Because the government owes them more than $60 billion. Mm. You say? Mm. People are hungry. Right. Now that's economic strangulation. Yeah. That's political uh, upheaval. Uh. That's education. Where have you got to go to learn or find out anything? You see? 
You said you, you don't have no chance. See? And not a one of them contributors or those Bible commentaries with all of their contributors realize when they're reading the book of Genesis. See? See, they, they don't realize that Moses saw what he's writing on his book of Genesis. They don't know when it was. They don't know where it was. You see? And they don't know, they, they don't know how to do it. I think you're educators. See? You know what the hint is? Want me to tell you what the real, what, what the real hint is? Say, listen, when you go, when you leave, I say, you better go out of here and be there no black or white devil. Do you understand? <laughs> Oh, that's what the hint is. You can see to it. Friends and enemies. Say, listen, y'all ain't that. Y'all watch that. Love your enemies. Mm -hmm. See? And here you are, you can't even get along with somebody you're supposed to love. Right. And God license for the marriage, too. Some of them have. Some of them have. Sleeping in the same house and in the same bed separately. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. uh, uh, Dr. Williams, uh, 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 I'm going to ask you to take up where I live. All right. That's the end of that lecture. And uh, excuse me. I listened to this today at work, and uh, I was just asking Yashua, uh, I don't know, should I play it or shouldn't I? I'm, you know, we don't have a transcript. And anyway, uh, Yahweh speaks through Dr. Janine Whitfield about the same things that Dr. Kinley talked about at that end, about the things that we struggle with in our own hearts and minds. He talked about how Yahweh will be warm or angry with us when we have the opportunity to learn of him as he really is not. Yahweh has given us an opportunity to really know him for sure and for certain, as opposed to all the ignorance and damnation that's in the world and some of the things we deal with, you know, these physical things. So anyway, Dr. Janine Whiffett already covered that. And so uh, I just thought that was amazing. And I thank Yashua for it. Now, uh, we got about, well, we say about five minutes uh i like to see briefly i'm gonna put them on the spot but uh i like to see if uh wait a minute oh he dropped off <laughs> okay all right well i like to see if there's any uh questions or comments or anyone wants to say anything got about five six minutes what's the name of the tape that was the end of it oh what's the name of it uh this is i'm sorry i did forget about that and Dr. Rhonda Brazil got on me in the chat. Uh, this is SoundCloud tape 40. I mean, I'm sorry, Dropbox. Dropbox tape 40. I can't find the SoundCloud version just yet. I got to go through and look. I didn't, I should have uh, matched all that up before I played it, but I wasn't sure if I was going to play it. So uh, 
This is Dropbox Tape 40, and I will give you guys the link for those of you who don't. I was just going to ask you for the link to that Dropbox. As a matter okay. of fact, um, I haven't been able to access it. Okay. Uh, all right. Anybody else got any comments? I'm going to put that in the chat as soon as I find it. Just give me one second. Dorian. Yes, sir. Yeah, I had a question and a comment on um, Second Thessalonians 1 and 6 through 9 through 8, rather, and then Second Peter 3 and 8. Um, Want them to read it? Yes. Uh -huh. And Dr. Kelly also uh, commented about uh, Second Thessalonians 1 and 7 and 8. And the reason I'm asking it, I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, about how things would be consumed. And uh, that's something that Janine had mentioned, and I'm not sure as to what the outcome would be whether everything would be burned by fire, like it says, or flaming fire. Can we read those two scriptures? Yep. Gloria and Felicia, one of you guys got it? I got to find these links. All right, I'll read what, um, I'm sorry. Second Thessalonians 1 and 6 to 8. Second Thessalonians 1 and 6. And Second Peter. Three and eight. All right. Second uh, Thessalonians one and six. Seeing it is a righteous thing with Yahweh to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, and to you who are troubled, rest with us when you, the Savior Yahshua shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not Yahweh and that obey not the gospel of our Savior Yahshua the Messiah. And keep okay, going. That's what Dr. Kelly has spoke about in that lecture just previous mm -hmm. and then the other one is uh second peter three and eight i believe all right through second peter three and eight but beloved be not ignorant of this one thing that one day that one day is with yahweh as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day mm -hmm. keep reading all the way yahweh is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of Yahweh will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. So then, excuse me, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons Ought ye to be in all holy conversation and holy righteousness? Let me keep going. Or... Yeah, that's good. So my question is, is that um, will everything and everybody be consumed by fire as it states in both of those? So anyone out there that want to answer? Anybody got anything on that? Nobody? Sorry, I was trying to get there. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
So if someone can get the definition of fire, and, I, and while they're looking up the definition of fire, I want you to think about something. I want you to think about how we use words. That's what we're listening to. That's what we're hearing. So when you think about, have you ever said, man, that lecture was on fire? You understand? Or have you said, you know, words are very powerful tools and it's the only thing that separates us from, you know, all other living organisms. But when we recognize that we're in a spiritual age, we must also recognize that a lot of times the words have a spiritual meaning. Remember, the Messiah spoke often in parables. And so that, you know, we don't take and can't take and shouldn't take everything that we hear as one literal meaning. So when you say the works and the, um, or however it reads in Peter, shall be burned up. Let's look up first the definition that I asked for. Okay, I've got fire and we got about two minutes. I'm sorry, Dr. Bushel. No problem. Uh, the light and heat, and especially the flame produced by burning, an occurrence in which something burns, the destruction of something, such as mm -hmm. a building or forest by fire, uh, the phenomenon of combustion manifested in light, flame, and heat. Uh, let's see. That's good enough, really, because there was a word. There was one definition that was talked about destruction, mm -hmm. or the or the destroying of. So I guess my my point is is that don't we 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 are mistaken often when we think about the way in which Yahweh is going to consume this creation when we think of it only as a physical fire. Physical fire is painful and it hurts. But I also told, I'm gonna say this real quick, I told a story about watching this play called No Exit. And it was about being in hell. And the idea of being in this kind of hell was being in the torment of your own mind that never ended. That is a type of burning. That is a type of just burning with fury or burning in agony or burning in. So we have to look at those definitions and I'll leave it at that for now. If I can just- I always thought Elohim was a consuming fire and when he consumes stuff, it's gonna be consumed. And keep in mind also that um, the scripture talks about in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, you know, so this instantaneous revelation of Yahshua the Messiah will be instant. And when I look at the fire part of it, it is, he's using that physical analogy. Yes, right. But the consuming is just the consuming and the burning fire, the lack of presence of Yahweh, it will be felt. So, but that we look at it from using the natural to understand the spirit, because when it's over, it's over. We won't be looking at, oh, it's coming, the fire, or feeling it coming from the heavens, if you would. In a moment in a twinkling of an eye, it's over. Thank you, Dr. Yule, Dr. Whitfield, and Dr. Lewis. We're gonna leave it there. Uh, 
we like to once again thank everyone for joining us. We hope that you did enjoy the lecture and we thank Ashley for giving us another, another opportunity to uh, come and learn of him. We hold classes on Zoom. Oh, I'm sorry. We do have a brief announcement uh, by the secretary, Dr. Shirley Nelson, quickly um, or briefly. Hello, everyone. Yes, it is brief. Praise Yashua. I really did enjoy class tonight. Uh, as we all know that yeah, the um, coronavirus infections, hospitalizations have risen to alarming levels in our city per the news just tonight in our state. And we know that the Omicron variant is spreading rapidly and that if there is a significant increase in the spread of this virus in the community. We've had different ones express some concern. So in light of a few of these things here, we are, uh, it was agreed to postpone the in-house sessions that we do have every other Sunday uh, in-house, in-person. We plan to postpone that until the first Sunday in February. We plan to continue or we will continue to hold Zoom classes on Tuesdays, on Thursdays, and every Sunday. We are anticipating that we would just begin and resume the Sunday classes again in-house on that first Sunday in February. And we wanna do these things all with the purpose of everyone being comfortable and safe. Yahweh has provided this opportunity for us to be able to have these Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. And I would just, re I would like to just say that I was listening to a lecture from one of our deans and he made a statement and he says, do not think that we have ceased to gather when we're on Zoom. Right. Because we have the brethren that are coming and we're encouraged and edified by these sessions. Mm -hmm. As soon as there is an opportunity to resume those in-house classes, because they are absolutely necessary. And as we said many times in, a, in an announcement at the actual in-house class, is that we are following Yahshua Messiah. We're not putting fear before our faith. But what we want to do is to just be obedient, make everyone as comfortable as possible. And it's not as if, as if we do not have an ability to still gather because that's what we're doing on Zoom. So we hope that everybody's in line. I will definitely put out a uh, email just to remind, because everybody, some of the people that come on the in-house classes, they may not participate on Zoom. So I will put out an email just reminding everyone. So this Sunday, this Sunday's class will be held as a Zoom class and thereafter until that first Sunday in February is when we do anticipate to resume with the in-house sessions. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nelson. So uh, I see Dr. Dye put a reference to the Elohim book. I think that's for Dr. Ewell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very All true. right. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Dye. Uh, again, we hold classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Zoom from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Sundays until February, we'll be on Zoom uh, from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're now close with the doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. 
Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory, majesty, dominion, and power for all times, now and ever. Let us all say, hallelujah. 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 Super class. Mm.